0: I just wanted to say thank you for being here at Reclaiming Filipina's Identity, especially sharing with us your story about your Filipino side. And the question I have is, who are you and what do you do?
1: Uh, my name is Ashton Nicolas Aurel and I was born and raised in Kalihi Valley, um, I am a musician, artist, I'm a traveler, cultural av- advocate, community organizer, farmer, and entrepreneur, so I dabble in a little bit of everything. I try to, you know, diversify my skill sets and, you know, experiences, um, but yeah, I am full Filipino, full Ilocano. Both of my parents are um, Ilocano and they're also from Kalihi Valley. Um, so, you know, the roots run deep back in Kalihi. Um, yeah, that's pretty much me. I do, you know, do a handful of things and I try to make a positive impact on my community and, you know... Um, Native people abroad.
0: Great one. Um, first, um, can I ask, do you have any gender pronoun that you would like to go by? What
1: was that? One more time.
0: Uh, do you have a specific gender pronoun that you like to go by? Um.
1: He, him. Him or he, him or he.
0: So first off is how do you see
1: yourself with your own cultural identity? Um, for a long time, actually, I was, you know, that's something that I didn't really even think to think about. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. like what what I had around me was, you know, growing up in Hawaii was what I had and what, what it was, was not much Filipino culture. Besides, you know, going to grandma's house um, and what you see in, you know, Kalihi, in the environment that you you grew up in, um, nothing really shouted Filipino to me other than, you know, myself and the people that look like me, right? Um, That's as far as I knew it. That's as far as I knew it. Um, What I mostly would see and experience was that local Hawaiian culture um, that we know and love today, right? Which, you know, includes Filipinos and a bunch of a variety of different races, um, which is the thing, which is something that you don't really you know it's kind of in your subconscious um like oh you know these these guys kind of look like me but there's subtle differences and you know we share a similar culture um but you know you know kind of subconsciously that it's it's a different culture you know um but as far as my cultural identity you know it took it took me to move away from Hawaii to really realize you know, who you know, what my purpose is and who I identify as. Um but for a long time, you know, especially when it comes to like I don't know, I feel like Filipinos that were born and raised in Hawaii know about that local kind of pidgin culture and, you know, they get straight away from, you know, the um their original culture, their roots. Uh, for example, like my grandma, she, you know, she speaks Ilocano, but, and she, you know, she would speak it to my dad and mom then, but, you know, it wasn't like a household language that everyone spoke. It was English. And then my grandma would throw in the, you know, the Ilocano words here and there.
0: as yourself have you struggled with embracing your cultural identity I know that you briefly mentioned it but if you want to kind of elaborate more
1: yeah 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 it's um you know I'm still trying to find my way through it but um as far as my cultural identity is concerned I would identify myself as a Filipino Hawaiian um if you want to look at it technically like you know, my blood, my ancestors are from the Philippines. Um, yet, I consider myself, you know how they say "Filam," Filipino-American. I always consider myself Filipino-Hawaiian under the circumstances of, you know, learning the history of Hawaii and the situation that um, Hawaii is in as far as you know, the uh, illegal occupation of the United States. And you know, I feel like I you can choose to, you can choose to determine who you identify. You know, everyone does. Everyone has a choice to identify themselves how they want and how they please. Um, but it took me a lot of researching and and traveling was a big thing that opened my eyes to to my cultural identity. And you know, because. Because when I moved away from to uh, from Hawaii to to the mainland, and I lived in the Caribbean for a little bit, they would always ask me these big questions on Hawaiian history, and you know I couldn't really answer them because it's something that we didn't learn. It was like omitted from our education, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so it just kind of I felt weird in that moment, right? Like, oh, I'm supposed to be out in the world representing. From my home, when this is you know I come to find out that there's very critical information you know um, that is withheld from from our education growing up and you know it's um it's an interesting thing because I remember being out out um I used to live in Puerto Rico in the Caribbean and you know, they would see that, that I kind of look similar to their people, but I was, you know, I was Hawaiiano, they would call me Hawaiiano or Indio, because I look super of that complexion, right, Indian complexion, um, but, you know, there's a moment where I was like, oh, you know, I'm full Filipino, uh, I'm not I'm not Hawaiian. I don't have any Hawaiian blood. And then my friend, my Puerto Rican friends, would be like, "No, bro, you're Hawaiian. Like you're as Hawaiian as it gets." And I didn't really understand it at the time because you know I was just solely thinking in terms of like blood, and you know I wasn't really thinking about the difference between blood and nationality. Um, I didn't really comprehend that at the time, but um now you know i i'm learning more history i'm learning more terminology and you know um about my i'm learning more about myself personally as i go through this life i'm um realizing who i am but yes there was a long struggle with um you know embracing myself and who i was because for the sole fact that i didn't really know who i was right so yeah that's um (laughs) does that answer your question
0: yeah i think i what you mentioned like when you were far from hawaii like when people questioned you about your identity you were just like oh wait what like what does it mean to be like because you're from hawaii like people question you like i think that's the biggest thing about like knowing our history because when you're far away from a place where you originally came from people will start to ask like oh what the culture that you immerse yourself in is that's and I feel like that's the really crucial part about like really getting to know
1: right exactly and there's a lot to learn there's a lot to learn like we're now it's being it's more commonplace to people to start realizing that what they had learned in school isn't everything and it isn't necessarily the right thing a lot most times it's it's just straight propaganda to be honest but you know um certain histories are omitted on purpose because you know it's a part of the the system that they you know they Them, the you know one percent or whoever you want to call it, they set in place to um to basically colonize uh, people, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. It's
1: a topic I can go on and on about. Mm -hmm. And.
0: It's really um, something that has always been like part of the thing that I've been reading is that history, the thing we learn in school is not always 100% accurate. Like there's always something missing. Like It, it felt like you need to dive in more to yeah. really understand because there's a lot that people don't know.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that um, what would be great and kind of revolutionary is when education systems start to teach kids at a young age how to think, you know, like critical thinking and how to dive deeper into certain issues um, because... You know, you can, you should always be taking information with a grain of salt because, you know, you you get, you know, for example, you get your fourth, fifth grade teacher and you don't really know who they are. You know what they teach, but they could be teaching you something totally based on their own opinion, you know, or something that they were told to teach and isn't necessarily the right thing to even be teaching, you know something that's just completely besides the, besides the point, but, um, yeah, research is definitely, um, a thing that people should be doing, and, those, you know, what my dad used to say, he would say, Bombay you learn, yeah, Bombay you learn, mm-hmm. but I heard and, it,
0: mm-hmm especially like um bringing it back to your own culture like your own filipino culture is there something within the culture itself that you had um i guess like always had a struggle in learning about and like made you want to like really like understand it
1: um Particularly, I was really interested in in um, the way that Filipinos aren't really into their genealogy as much as Hawaiian and Kanaka are. Um, you ever noticed that? Like, it's definitely more of a hush hush. I, I mean, at least in my family, it's more of a unless unless we asked. You know, we made a point to ask about it. Um, it wasn't really a thing that was mentioned, talked about, or let alone honored as, you know, kind of like how Hawaiians um, honor, you know, their mo'oku hao, their genealogy, their ancestral knowledge or ancestral lineage. Um, but that's something that I am continuing to to look through because i think it's a good thing for everyone to do is to look into their past and who their ancestors were and what they did and how they contributed you know to humanity and you know that's i feel like that's when um people will start realizing their sense of purpose and who they are because it's really rooted, I feel like, in in your name, I feel like, in in your surname. Or you know, in in looking up who how you're connected to your past, right? But um I think the biggest the biggest turning point for me was I recently got uh batuk from, from Manong Lane Wilkin. You oh. know who Manung Lane is?
0: I heard of his name is he the famous um the tattoo artist
1: Yeah so Filipino cultural pra- um tradition they call it batok um mm-hmm. and and it was in that in that experience that I really got to learn more about my own personal um lineage because you know he it's a it's a ceremony where you don't know what you're going to get until until he until you give him your your um, history and your ancestral your name pretty much and you know he kind of at least as far as back as you know right um, he'll you know he'll base your, your tattoo off of your your history and who you are, who your parents who your parents were, who your grandparents were, where they were from, um, and so it was. It was through that experience that I um, learned about. You know, it actually led to um, this video that my my uncle sent me, and that I um, I sought out. It was a it was an interview of. Of my grandpa, back in 2002, and one of my other uncles interviewed him and asked him about his whole experience moving to Hawaii from from the Philippines back in um, 1946. And you know, this is back in 2002, um, and um, it was just a it was a huge find for me personally because it was just you know. A video of my grandpa talking about his life and how he moved to Hawaii. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and it kind of gave me a good sense of self. Right.
0: I think like when you shared that, it really um, it really brought up like a, a good point, like um, especially that. In Filipino, cultural-wise, um, we don't really like to talk about, like, our past. It's more so, like, focus on the future kind of a thing. And I remember I recently had a conversation with one of Amana in the... Um, she's a master, She was a master candidate, and she told me about how it's so important to do ethnographic work when it comes to your Filipino identity Filipino roots, so that you're able to understand, like, why you went through, why you went through, and be able to also be connected with your ancestors, and that's something that I am always, like, continuing to learn, is that the more we look into the history, um, I saw so much connection of, like, the Native Hawaiians and the Filipinos, like, they both have kind of, like, a, of like parallel within each other and it's it's that like taking the time to truly like re, like looking at them side by side and also your history with it too. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um and and you know having that experience with Monong Lane he's he's I would even say he's a master linguist because he he breaks down in his presentations he breaks down the different um words that you use throughout Polynesia, Melanesia, Micronesia and the whole Austronesian Austronesian family as far as like um um what oh no, I'm trying to think of one. Neil, new for example, coconut, right? Neil and just adding a G to the end of that word. It'd be N I U for Hawaiian and then in Filipino it'd be N I O G Niog is also coconut. So it's cool how he kinda like even breaks it down linguistically um our relation to these different islands around the Pacific and abroad, right? Mm-hmm. Even down to like the tattoo style and tattoo uh, designs and tattoo Tattooing even being a very ancient tradition, it really connects a a lot of us islanders and Native people together.
0: And I think, um, I don't know if you think about it also, but when you you, think about Filipinos, like, where do you kind of place Filipinos, like, asian pacific islander or just its own category
1: before okay check this out growing up right Mm
0: -hmm, yeah
1: you kind of are i feel like we're thought of filipinos are thought of as like same but different because it's like we're not quite polynesian we're not quite asian um, but we're still cool with everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, now I think I'm I'm really starting to get into like like the Austronesian kind of umbrella culture that underneath of that umbrella has Micronesia, Melanesia, Polynesia. Um, and I'm starting to realize how... Closely connected we are, like because if you if you think about it, Philippines has been colonized for a long time by a few different people, and um, I just seen a post on Instagram somewhere. I totally forgot where I saw it, but it was about how much, how many years that the Philippines has been colonized by each colonizer, right? um so through it, throughout those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of colonization we have become just a completely different people um from what do they call it the aitas the the indigenous people right aitas um uh, in the philippines to like more like light skin and and um everything in between all the browns in between um, we literally look like everybody. I feel like <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: we're just so like similarly connected in in the physical way that it's just mind boggling sometimes, but at the same time, you know you can tell when someone's Filipino
2: a trip.
0: I feel like when you're in hawaii you know you know you know each and you know the different like island you know like the different um culture out there but when you step into like the mainland that's when like who are you and like it's like a sense of like i don't know which um race or culture yeah. you belong to be But it's just like, oh, are you white, black, Mexican? That's it. And then in Hawaii, like, oh, there's Caucasians, there's Filipino, there's um, Micronesian, there's all these different types of races. But when you step into like the mainland, it's like, it's just three different categories and you don't really see that. And the fight for representation is just so like, it needs to like, there needs to be out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and you would think that you know it'd be different because of how diverse we were. You would think we'd have more of a trouble trying to distinguish race, but it's just how it is. Growing up, like you, you learn different cultures and different races through different experiences, and and then you just become familiar with you know everything coming down to to facial shapes and. And different skin complexions. Um, because when I lived... Yo, when I lived in Puerto Rico, it was the exact same thing. Everybody was just... You can find the blackest of black Puerto Ricans to the whitest of white. all And the all the browns in between, all speaking Spanish, right? Um, and the trippiest thing about it is just how how culture kind of evolves, right? Like, um, like even in Hawaii, that, the, the local pigeon type of culture is definitely something that I grew up in. Um, not discounting the Filipino experience because I did have that, like I said, through, throughout, you know, going to grandma's house and stuff like that. But like, You know, um, just kind of the overall experience of my childhood, I would say, was was a conglomerate of a bunch of different ethnicities and and you know that's how you can really describe it. Is just the local local Hawaii culture. It's a very unique. uh, I'm so grateful and you know excited to be able to say that I grew up in Hawaii because it's one of the most unique cultures I feel like in the world
0: mm-hmm. so for you um, Ashton what does it mean to reclaim your Filipino identity
1: I think to, to reclaim our Filipino identity I think it's what we've been talking about all along is just kind of learning learning your history and taking the time to learn more about who you are where your family is from, like where your family has frequented for the past, you know, how, however long you can find and how far you can go back. And to just, you know, kind of, I think identity reclamation consists of embodying your family name and honoring your ancestors through creative expression and, meditation kind of like whatever it is that your medium is to to release your energy and your, your creative expression pretty much should be directly connected to to your you know your family because you know that's at the end of the day right that's what people say is family over everything family comes first um you know family is is it and and then you come, but then you come to your to your realization that everybody is just one big family on you know exp, uh, extending our hand out to the earth because the earth is also part of our family and you see it in a bunch of different cultural cosmogonies and um spiritual practices that they're really in touch with the earth right um, but to reclaim your Filipino identity, I feel like is to learn about Filipino history and and your family history I think that's that's pretty much my answer for that,
0: and you mentioned like um rec- rec- coming with reclaiming your identity comes with the creative expression and just like like just connecting it back to your own personal project about the creative natives. Um is um is there kind of connection between those two? Yeah.
1: You? Definitely, definitely. Um for me I'm you know, I'm mainly a musician. That's my mm-hmm. point of view in this life is is um is music and songwriting. Um so I kind of Creative Native's kind of had a bunch of different thought processes that it had gone through about you know as far as being as far as like where as far as how I want to um ex, you know express where I'm coming from Creative Native basically turned into a bunch of different things but I think now it's a um, it's mostly a platform for local artists to to um express their creativity while at the same time learning about their culture, right? Because there's a bunch of different art in you know, your specific culture that if you just look back, you can find very cool and Interesting, you know. For example, for Hawaiians, Hula and and Mele and Oli, and it's you know usually with with indigenous cultures, it is you know chanting or singing or you know things of that nature. Um, but yeah, creative natives is just. I think for now. It's a it's a music platform for, for up and coming artists. I'm trying to I'm basically trying to turn it into like a, a record label for now, and um, mm-hmm. slowly branching it out into a nonprofit, and uh, you know, so that I can serve serve the youth and and teach mm-hmm. them how to play music, and you know provide programs, community programs that. That I didn't have the opportunity to grow up with, Progr- like music that is, yeah.
0: Go ahead. I think I think that's really like great, especially because like the you today n- needs to like needs to have this opportunities because back when like we were growing up, it's just like it, it there wasn't really much out there. But now you see so many ways to be really immersed with like where you came from. And like, especially with music, it's music is so powerful when it comes to reaching a broad audience. So it's a it's a really great thing what you're doing.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yes. And with that,
0: I feel like you touched upon it with both of the question, but maybe just a little going into more. So, in the future, where do you see yourself in the next ten years or so?
1: Um, definitely see myself traveling, um, and and serving different communities in the world. I plan on going to the Philippines. I haven't been to the Philippines yet. Um, but I plan on going there and, you know, going on that whole journey and hopefully establishing uh, a residence there. Um, but also being able to, you know, travel back and forth between my home bases and, um, playing music along the way and surfing along the way and just making wonderful connections and trying to make this world a better place.
0: (laughs) Right. And it's not when you see the place where you feel like you're completely, um, truly home, if that makes
2: sense. It's always going to be Hawaii. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's what you just asked, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's always going to be Hawaii um, because this is, well, you know, I'm born and raised here, so this is what I know and what I love, and like I said, it's one of the most unique cultures out there um, that includes a bunch of different cultures in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely Hawaii's home and I'll probably end up here when I decide to retire. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: And to wrap things up, your advice to the next generation?
1: Advice to the next generation? Uh, we've been talking about this whole time. Uh, know your roots, basically. Um, it. Why should it even matter to you? Because... You are here because of your ancestors and everybody that came before you. Um, and you will be, you know, you'll be the reason why your, your great, great, great grandchildren are alive. Because you and I and all of us made this, this decision to, to learn about who we are and to channel that into a positive energy So that we can continue to perpetuate our own cultures and to continuously try and, you know, sustain ourselves as a human race. So just know your roots, Um, talk to grandpa, talk to grandma, talk to auntie and uncle. Um, You know, it'll create valuable, valuable memories between, you know, each other and you're gonna cherish it forever you know talking stories is a big is a big um, thing I think in, um, for the next generation to do because you know even before that though is is take interest in who you are and just research your roots and your culture as much as you can and the other thing I would say is just to be to be aware of your surroundings Um, you know, in these times this is aside from just like cultural identity and everything it's just times are crazy right now so just stay vigilant and be aware of your surroundings be kind show aloha, but at the same time just open your eyes and open your mind and then open your heart yeah that's
0: it and with that and with that said i really thank you again for coming on and being able to gladly share your story especially as a filipino hawaiian and really taking the time out of your day to just talking stories and just sharing a part of piece of who you are
1: yeah mahalo again manak salama um that was a great conversation and i'm blessed to be invited on this podcast Mahalo
0: and because I always ask this before closing off but you're to ask what is your favorite Filipino dish Um, your favorite Filipino like word or things you hear and yeah
1: um okay I have a few it's um It's a tie between Forkisantis and Lechon Kiwali in no order. Mm -hmm. I'd probably just eat both, usually eat both at the same time. Um, Banana lumpia is also up there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Banana lumpia specifically.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Second question, what was the second question? Uh, Phrase.
0: Your favorite favorite Filipino word, phrase, or any, or even in, if you have a favorite
1: locano word. You know, I've been meaning to confirm this with my grandma, but I remember I can only remember how it sounds. But maybe you can tell me. But it's the translation in it is is come eat. So Naman tayo. Do You know, so. Oh, tayo? yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's something I just, it's a fond memory that I remember growing up at, you know, being at my grandma's house, playing with my cousins in the living room, in the other living room or downstairs or whatever. And then you just hear faintly in the background from grandma, Oh, tayo. I will be, though, so I must say right now that I hope to, to, um, Take some Ilocano classes and and learn learn the language so
0: mm-hmm.
1: next one we can speak for Ilocano yeah yeah and,
0: definitely and just to like um add on with the uh, porantes um have you ever heard of chef, chef chef sheldon Simeon
1: no who's that
0: um he was featured in an Either eater episode by one of a really great I consider a friend that I have a connection with. Um she had a um a series on eatery and she featured the Filipino Hawaiian um chef and he, he he's from Maui, Chef Selbin is from Maui and he just cooked he just um put together the Filipino and Hawaiian food together and he made a little recipe of like a pork gazant kiss and yeah just wanted to like kind of like share with that
1: yeah i need to go find him and go ask him to make thank you
0: thank you again um, um for this amazing conversation and just getting to know our history our roots and especially learning more about what you do especially with creative natives
1: yeah, please um, definitely stay tuned for more content and um the future for for that project. It's a, definitely a passion project of mine, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Kind of a slow start, but stick stick with me, and you'll you won't be um, you won't be disappointed.
0: And before we end, do you want to give a little shout out or like want to plug anything that you want? us to like attach with the description
1: um as this episode comes out um just so want to shout out all my ancestors nah, nah, nah all all my family damn and but yeah um if you can just big up and shout out the creative natives hawaii that would be that would be an awesome thing um, so we can start bringing more awareness around around this this project of mine um, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Um, Ayamana, thank you so much for oh, just this again. And, and have a great rest of your night.
1: You too. Nice to virtually meet you. Aloha. Yes. Aloha. Hey,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye.